Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've been using therapy for quite a while now, and I specifically have been using BetterHelp specifically because it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to my schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Genius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Genius. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire-ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their, if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S-1-0 at hero.co. What's up, y'all? My name is Uzuhan. I'm so excited for you to watch my new music video, Loverboy. It's the antidote to the red pill. Hope you enjoy the video. I'll see you on the podcast. Uh, whoa. What a shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, indeed. He's a lover boy. Oh. What a shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a lover boy. Wow.
She left me high and dry Still got no tears left to cry uh, Gave him my all I tried How he used to treat me wasn't right Yeah, no love for a lover boy like me When I love her go deep I can't play on these streets Baby girl, I got pieces, I gotta go with a room for two I'm making moves, I know I'm ready to bloom Shorty, I just want you Our story could have been a fairy tale But you fucked that up We had a connection for real But you fucked that up Sometimes I believe it was my fault But no, I had to let you go Had to let you go I've been stuck in my head every day and night Was it something I said that wasn't sitting right? Why don't you pick up the phone? Maybe I came out too strong. I won't apologize, being me. Way too grown. I don't know what I don't know what I should say. I don't know. Four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have Uzu Han here, formerly known as Jay Han, also my friend James Han, the rapper, the artist himself. Everybody, congratulations! Right here. Ooh. Moved to LA. By the way, he was a fucking national chess champion. <laughs> By the way, you fucking nerd, huh? What is that? Yeah. How did you start in doing chess? Okay, so you know, I I call just, him a nerd because no, I'm no, no. actually jealous. I really would have been a nerd. So like, it's actually tragic to think about. Okay, so I was in chess club from like uh, um, uh, sophomore, junior, like, and parts of senior year ish, and there is this one moment when i realized that being a nerd is not going to get me a girlfriend i uh i would have been a full-out nerd like probably a weeb at this point well, how old were you when you realized this shit I, I was a i was like a junior okay i was like a junior and i was hanging high out high school high school yeah, okay. yeah i was a junior in high school and we we're hanging out with all these seniors you know and we're like man these seniors are so cool man mm -hmm. and then um i don't know i just i had this moment where i was like wait why do they keep hanging out with us? Don't they have like girlfriends and stuff? And I realized they can't, they, they couldn't get girlfriends. And around that junior oh, year was when I was like, you had one of those glass shattering moments where, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, I want a girlfriend, man. Like, I, I don't think I can keep doing this like nerd thing. So I leaned into sports more and it's like the and biggest tragedy. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely helped like get girlfriends. Yeah. But like now, because being a nerd is cool. Like every time I walk around like little Tokyo, I'm like, or whenever I go to those places where they play Dungeons and Dragons or Magic and they're cra literally, it's so weird. I feel at home, but when people look at me, they they don't think friend. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They think yeah, stranger. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, this would have been me. This would have been me in another multiverse, you know? Like, I, I love card games oh, and all that. Dude, man, you know? I mean, like high school is so different from when we were experiencing it and now, right? Yeah, like, man. It, it is the time of the nerd and it feels amazing. I, like I say this, I went yeah. to the, you know, the anime convention, watching all these people be so happy doing what they do and what they love. That's so beautiful. And it made me so happy to watch yeah. them be happy. I mean, they stunk like hell, but- Yeah, it's uh, got a little smell. When a you little, walk into like the Magic the Gathering tournament, There's a little stench. You got a little, yeah, you got a little under, under flap yeah, smells, like you know? For me, listen, for me, I get it. I love anime too, but I bathe. You know what I mean? <laughs> I brush You're my so teeth. Dumb. <laughs> like, I get you take care of your body. Yeah, I get mad. I get a little upset at them, right? I yeah. enjoy that they're enjoying themselves, but brush your teeth, guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bro. It's okay. You could all you could watch One Punch Man and then one punch your teeth. I yeah. don't know. Do something. <laughs> Fuck 
fucking wash that shit. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah. It makes me mad, yeah, it's right? Because yeah. it's like, there's no reason that you can't watch and enjoy this and still keep up hygiene. Yeah, bro. Right? And then I remember I, I said this on a previous podcast, and then one person wrote, he goes, maybe it's because of depression. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, depression oh shit my bad yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> david i want to die every day thanks oh, and i'm like oh God. still bathe yourself huh yeah yeah in your face all right yeah, yeah, you could yeah. be sad and then stink free but <laughs> the fuck were we talking about oh you're a chess champion <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I, you know my uh, when the queen's gambit uh show came out i freaked out a little bit because so when you play white or black, there's different openings that you have. Yeah, I want to know everything. Don't yeah. be shy. Tell me everything. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. nothing about chess. So like, you know what an opening is? It's no. like, okay, an opening is basically a premeditated sweet sequence of, you know, different moves that'll lead to a specific result and strategy that you want in the chess game. So for me, when I played white, I would always play um, the Queen's Gambit opening because I loved sacrificing my... My what is the off. queen's gambit opening? queen's gambit is just a sequence of specific movements it's like the queen's pawn goes up and then the c pawn moves up and then you sacrifice um okay. that the the space that the pawn occupies so that you can get better bishop and knight movements like you know step nine ten later down the line okay. mid game and then end game stuff like that so, so it's, I, a, it's a strategy it's a strategy gotcha. yeah, yeah yeah like i used to i used to read books about it <laughs> like I read books about you know because you gotta oh, you're a you gotta loser too dude you gotta I am you gotta <laughs> go through different iterations boy, <laughs> you know like people say they play you know oh he plays chess not checkers it's like yeah I've been playing chess for a long time like I my mind just kind of thinks that way I'm yeah. thinking like ten steps ahead like always yeah 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 you know um, but I I love it man I love I love that also like you know I feel like I could be like a war general or something like that you know when, so for the when I watch chess like on TV right yeah. I actually didn't know how fast it is. Like no, when, what do you mean? Like when they when they were playing like speed chess or something? Shit but like that's that? some bullshit. No, is it? speed chess is not uh, from what maybe it's different now. But like when I was in high school, like speed chess was not necessarily seen as like oh these are like okay when Bobby Fischer and all of them they're not playing speed chess. They're playing an hour or two hour games. Okay, because you got to be meticulous. Yeah, speed chess is kind of like you've memorized sequences and you just kind of outwit the other person. So there's a certain. Oh. So that's a certain type it's like, of chess it's like, playing. It's like fast twitch muscles, you know, and I, I don't know what the other one is, but it's just a different muscle that you're yeah, using. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's cool, but it doesn't... Someone who's really good at speed chess might lose all the time to somebody who's like really meticulous and memorizes and, and like thinks through like 13, 14 sequences ahead. So when you were in high school, right, and then you were in the chess club, yeah. were there other girls in the chess club? Uh, Yeah, a few. Oh, it's like kind of like engineering. Like it's mainly all guys, and then you see one vagina float through, and yeah, you're like, "Thank yeah. God, dude." Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wasn't like into those gals. You know, mm. they're nice girls, but, but not see, for this me. is this is this is the difference, though, right? I think when we were younger, we had the our our geekiness, right? Yeah. And then we would always try to strive for people outside of our geekiness, uh, and it's just like. That doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Because now gamer girls or like girls in the gaming world, they're like very attractive. Yeah, I know? think I think they've always liked this type of stuff, and they've always yeah. been that. But they're the ones that bathe. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, it's true. They've always they're it's probably true. they were probably the same type. They were yeah. always pretty. Yeah, they just didn't yeah, brush their yeah. teeth. Yeah, and now yeah. because of the internet, right? Yeah, these girls, every girl from like twelve and up, they know how to do makeup. It's kind of wild. It's what I love going on TikTok and having this creature put on makeup and they look like a different person. Yeah. I'm not making a judgment on looks. I'm yeah. no prize myself, but I'm saying little Schmeagle <laughs> puts on a little makeup 
and then all of a sudden Heidi Klum. Yeah, and it's crazy, crazy what makeup crazy. can do. It, it it is an art. Well, all these people, they've always existed. They've always been in this. When we were doing, you know, whatever. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh when I was like uh, when I was fourteen. Nice. You know, I said hell yeah, dude. But I stopped that shit after fourteen. I was like, oh, enough is enough. You did it way earlier than me. I I I stopped the nerdiness like mid high school. I missed out on a lot of. Oh, I was still a geek and a nerd. Like that didn't stop. I'm still a geek and a nerd now. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I'm yeah. in that group. That's why I get to call it out because yeah. I'm a part of your yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. I'll go anime. You know, one for one with anybody. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I'm that big of a fucking nerd. Yeah. However, like I said, you know, a little soap, a little this here, a little deodorant. But like I said, I enjoy when people love what they do. When I found out you're like a chess, so you're a chess champion. What does that entail? We just went to a lot of tournaments, local tournaments in Maryland, and you know, like win some. Shit. Yeah, but like you're playing like eleven year olds, twelve year olds, <laughs> you know, middle school protege kids. So, what am I gonna do? I'm I'm taller than everybody. I'm gonna intimidate a ten year old. A hundred percent. Yeah, I did that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. You Whenever better, I beat them, like, or sometimes yeah, because I'm bigger than chest, them, I'll kill you. I know. That, like, there's this one time I intimidated this kid into not making the right move. Like he was definitely going to win. Like he was killing me, but I, I started like whispering under my breath. I was like, like sending threats. I'm like, bro, I know what you're doing. <laughs> see this right? Yeah. That's my type of guy right there, dude. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. definitely would have done that. I wouldn't even have done it on the chess table. I would have found out where they lived before. That's <laughs> <laughs> psychopathic, bro. Yeah. I would have just showed up, just stared at them. Like, who is this guy? He's like, you'll know. Yeah. And then when we meet at the tournament, they see my face and they just turn fucking pale. Yeah. Oh man. And uh, and they we also played with clocks. So like after you make a move, you got to hit the clock. Oh yeah. What, what, is clock. The, what is the point of the clock? It's just to ma keep the whole match under two hours. So like oh. you have an hour. Every player has one hour to make all your moves, like from start to finish. Dude, a chess match is fucking two hours. Two hours if you take the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you know people like to move fast and then they make blunders and stuff and then you know, one time. This one kid was so nervous and I kept intimidating him. He forgot to hit the clock. So after he made the move, he just like sat there and I was like staring into his eyes. And he was like, that's crazy. Not doing anything. I think I burned like 20 minutes, 20 minutes off of his one hour clock. So like off of, and it was like earlier in the game, you know? So I was like, oh shoot, I might win. I ended up losing because I, you know, he was like way smarter than me. <laughs> but hey, I got the 20 minutes off. I just stared into his soul and he was just like, this scared shitless. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, you should have fucking gave him some real threats. Like I, once you hit your thing, it's his turn. It's like I fucking dare you, dude. <laughs> dude I fucking dare I'm not you. that clever, man. No, I, I fucking dare you to make the right move. Go bro. ahead. The right move might be the wrong move, little bitch. Yeah. Did I you wish get in trouble for that? For making threats? Yeah. No, nobody heard me. I I whispered it. Hell yeah, 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 dude. yeah. You just wrote little notes of like a drawing of you fucking his mom. You know, sometimes um. <laughs> You know, the only way to real flex, yeah, like one time, um, my friends, we would use like, uh, when you make a, you know, when you move a checkmate, we would always do like a little W, it's nerdy as shit. We'd just be like, oh, here's my last move. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's fucking funny, dude. Oh my God. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, this is a world I don't fucking it's so know It's nerdy about. to do that. Yeah, like, but, but look, w. think about it like this, right? <laughs> You say it's nerdy, right? But basketball yeah. players do the same shit, but oh, it's just yeah. in a different sport. Yeah, that's true. So why the fuck wouldn't you do that shit yeah. in chess? Yeah. I would have got my dick hard and yeah. moved that shit with my <laughs> <Yeah>. dick. <laughs> you fucking, that's gnarly. Yeah, you like Dude. that? You fucking like that shit, bitch. <laughs>
There's only like that. other nerds so my dick won't get hard so yeah. I just slack it away. Come on, it's the final move. Don't do oh this. Ready. Yeah. I would have uh, so I would have been a fucking menace. You would have been a menace. Yeah. Oh, yeah I see. People it. wrote me about me in articles in the newspaper. Yeah. And you couldn't say shit because I'm just killing everybody at chess. Damn, bro. Dude, I'm gonna start chess and start fucking up some eleven year olds. You should. Honestly. Oh, but if I lose, it looks really bad. Huh? The cheating with chess? There's oh. cheating? Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who cheated against Magnus Carlson with a it was like a vibrating like earpiece. Vibrate Yeah. Vibrating butt no, plug. No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, it was he, like he put in, it in the in, in, a, in a kid? No, no, no. Oh. In, in his, no, in, in his, his, in his up his butt, right? And he was cheating against Magnus Carlsen to beat him. Like Magnus Carlsen is the number one chess player in the world. Yeah. And so what he did, or well, this? Is oh, the, I heard about ac- this accusation. You did hear about this, mm-hmm. right? Um. So, like every time he would make a move, like his butt would start vibrating. To be like, this is the best move you could possibly make in that situation. Wow. Damn. That's a winner, though, dude. <laughs> He's got the hard R. If you, he, That's the hard R. That's what I'm saying, I'm man. I'm telling you. People, listen, that's going to be a t-shirt. You got the hard R. Yeah. Dog. And then it's just going to be a picture of me drooling out of my mouth. Dude, yeah. let's go, dude. Yeah, Who's bro. down to buy that shirt and get canceled? <laughs> Yo, nobody's going to know what that oh means either. Hey, what does the hard R mean? Deep cut, bro. Yo, that's, that's the kind of fandom. You got the hard though. R in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's fucking tight. But see, the level of excellence in order to be met, you have to go to those fucking extremes. Yeah. You have to sit there for two hours and get butt fucked. Yeah. Just so you could be the best chess player on mm-hmm. earth. Do you have that to become the best rapper on earth? Possibly. Dude. <laughs> he says that. Oh, no, I hit this button. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was doing Kegels as you yeah. asked me. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Like, I've never... Yeah. You know why it's so cool to hear that? Because... I don't think I've ever reached a, a level of certain excellence at anything outside of like kind of what I do, right? Mm. Prior to this, like prior to like me trying out comedy, doing uh, YouTube or whatever that it is, and even then I wasn't at the upper echelon, but I got up to like a million plus subscribers. Yeah. So that in and of itself was probably one of the more successful things that I did, but it was mm. always later in life. Right. As a young kid, I have none of these stories. Like if somebody asked you, oh, what uh. were you great at, you know, when you were younger, it's a blank, dude. Yeah, like, there was nothing that I was good at. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about like, oh, they go, oh, you're so talented. I was like, maybe, but you didn't know me when I was younger. Like I had zero talent at everything. Like I don't have a story like you where it's like, yeah. oh, I was a part of a chess champion group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Threatening little kids. I don't have none of that shit. Damn. That was like my one. That was my way to like create significance for myself, though, you know, because I felt so, <laughs> you know, like nobody. <laughs> so when you went from that transition to this to the to what basketball yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did, did girls start sports. talking to you more i was still fat and short so like it wasn't really uh, okay, working for me yeah, never mind then yeah <laughs> it, it wasn't a true transition it was it, a uh, it mental transition chest. it was the fat and short yeah, thing. yeah yeah, yeah. i like, think that was the issue <laughs> you fucking just burned all your friends and your relationships you're the reason why i'm not getting pussy yeah. and you play basketball Bro. and it's the same thing oh yeah I'm ugly. i hit my growth spurt though in uh, uh senior year of high school what so yeah yeah things changed were you before i was like five six you went from five six to six feet yeah that's insane. It, it Your is. knees must have hurt like a bitch, huh? I don't even remember. I just remember my voice started dropping, and I was like, "Damn, every, I feel like a man now." Oh That's, shit! Yeah, dude. I was just excited to like lose all the baby fat and stuff. Like you that. had your trans moment. That's great. I did. Dude. <laughs> became that's, a they them that's crazy dude <laughs> yeah so you basically that's amazing man so okay so you had your transformation 
you went into sports then how did you get into fucking music there's where's that um so for me i grew up in silver spring maryland and it, I, i was around a lot a lot of like black and latino kids you no know, not many like people like me so the way we bonded with each other was like hip-hop music and the whole culture so that's kind of my foray into like music and all that it was just like it became my identity you know in like middle school i i like consider myself to be like hip-hop like you know one of those school proms that's like james is blank you know mm. and people will be like james is you Fat. know <laughs> that was true that was true though you know but i wrote my ass wrote hip-hop you know mm. like back in the day because it was like the thing that gave me significance you know like on a on a big picture you know like if you look at it I, it was either listen to white narratives white people narratives and uh you know narratives italian from, he's fine italian oh you're right you're right you're right you know like it was either listen to like music and culture from the white perspective or the you know urban black perspective or whatever yeah. you know so it was my way to relate to other people and find connection mm. and that was kind of and then when you're around rap and hip-hop like you always want to make your own lyrics up you know so that was kind of my way to like process my thoughts and did you ever like battle rap people in high school i wanted to but i was so afraid i was, I was there's too much bitch. material you're short yeah. and fat dude they yeah. would have just burned your yeah, ass dude yeah i wasn't confident enough to like burn people back could you do it now battle rap yeah i i think i could roast people a little bit but yeah i don't know if i i don't know if i'm clever to battle rap like that mm -mm. i just i'm good at like maybe making catchy phrases and top lines and just talking about my emotions yeah okay yeah. that's not gonna work that dude never yeah, mind yeah, yeah. dude no, no, never fucking boy. mind dude <laughs> yeah yeah hey yo listen i was crying in my room yeah like going on like one and out <laughs> like excuse dude, me one <laughs> out when i would not do well in something like that i'm not witty enough to be like that i just have like my uh uh you know like roast per minute it's like a very low you know well, rpm it. it's such a it's like a different beast though because i was supposed to be on when when wild and out came out uh when they refreshed i was supposed to be in that first season of the refresh oh yeah i said no i denied it so <laughs> yeah because I, I started up this thing called jk news oh, okay, okay so yeah, we yeah. just started that and it was that versus that and then you know we're not gonna talk about pay but they were offering fucking pennies you know mm. and if you stuck with them long enough then you made good money later on but sure. You know, this oh, that's why a lot of them are still on. Yeah, it was it was either work for them or just work on the seven figure company. It's like, yeah. no, I'm gonna do this yeah. with my friends. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so I decided to do that, and then Tim, Tim, Tim took the the place yeah. that I was supposed to fill, mm. and then Tim fucking killed it. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't have never done uh, as good of a job as Tim did on that show. Tim was very, very good on it. Like I loved his presence in it. He had like good taste. Like, his his he delivery was so, so fucking well in that yeah, show dude. Yeah, there I was no that. way i would have filled that shoe as well as he had it was a and it's hard you know actually like um musicians if you notice like rappers and musicians who go on one now the delivery of like how comedians do it it's it's not the same it, yeah it's, it's always it's improv it's a, yeah it's a it's a miss it's, it's it's improv you know i mean it's it's stage presence right and you'll see this now too where they i i don't remember that who this guy was his I should, dude, I should. I always fuck up his name, so I don't want to fuck up his name. But he was the uh, another kid who was online. Um, he was like a YouTube kid that they Asian were trying guy? to. Yeah, he was trying to fulfill Tim's role. Gum, yes, rice gum. Yes, yes, that kid, and he did terrible. Oh yeah, it was really unfortunate. And that's the thing too. Like when yeah. you're comfortable performing in your own room, screaming to a camera when nobody's there, it's different when you have to perform on stage. And then, bro, have you seen TikTokers or people who are like, um, just like social media famous try to perform Ugh, in real life bad. have you seen examples of it yes i saw a few for the first time you know like the past few years and it's bad i'm like wow they're truly just performing for this yeah you know 
Well, like, look, there's no jump cuts. There's yeah. no stopping and then looking back at the footage and changing what you're saying. Yeah. You have to be entertaining and a, and a really dope personality on the spot. And most people now are not that, right? Because like I said, we talked about it. You're creating a persona behind the camera, right? Yeah. And guess what? You have to be consistent throughout a whole show. You have to be witty. You have to do this stuff. Yeah. And like, why, like you know, when I told my other actor friends too, they would feel a certain way about TikTokers and all these other people being successful and doing what they're doing. And now they're coming in and taking their quote unquote roles. Right. I told them they will never take your role. Yeah. They're not good at what you do. Mm -hmm. You're not good at what they do. Yeah. They can't do what you do. Yeah. They're going to come in. They're going to get those few auditions and they will never book anything. And even if they do, they'll get one opportunity and they'll fuck off and disappear. Right. Because they're starting to realize, oh, I actually have to do real work here. Yeah. And then now I can't control my own space. I have to mm -hmm. be good in the now. And yeah. that is so fucking hard. Going on stage, making jokes and being entertaining is not for everybody. Yeah. There's a select few that are really fucking good, like the Logan Pauls and all those guys, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, good yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But they're, they're rare. But they always had a dream to go outside. Right. Some of these guys, they just wanted to be famous here. They never really talk to people. They don't really have friends, but they're have a they have a great online community. Yeah. And so their online community presence is always huge. Do you feel like it's important for artists or people who create to like go be outside and see what connects with people? Do you think that's important? It's important as a human being, I think, but in terms of your actual creative space, I don't fucking know, right? Because things have changed so much. Mm. I would say it was important maybe seven or eight years ago. I could say definitively seven or eight years ago, but now yeah. Twitch streamers, they stay in their room and they record 14 hours a day and they don't have to do anything. But then yeah. you see them like in public and it's just like, they don't make eye contact. They're yeah, not really yeah, looking yeah. at you. They're being super awkward. It's just because they don't, yeah, they don't know how to talk to a person. And when they do talk to a person, they overdo it. They're the most obnoxious person in the room because mm -hmm. they don't know how to react and they think that they're special. So yeah. they just try to be this big fucking character. You know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's weird, right? I don't know what this next generation is going to be like. I can only hope that there's like an emphasis on like being a human. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they're doing, that. like I always talk about this pendulum, pendulum swings this way, pendulum will swing right back. Yeah. 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 So, Cause there's so much online activity now. I mean, the pendulum's going to swing to like where you just want in-person experiences yeah. where like, like don't film this shit, just like be here and be present. You know, there's a new trend now where the, the trend is, uh, somebody started is like, Hey, this is the new trend. It's a challenge. Don't use your phone for the first hour in the morning. Like that's a challenge, bitch. <laughs> and like people are failing. These yeah. kids are failing. They're like, yeah. I can't do this. Like, yeah. I can't do this. Oh my god. Like that's not even a challenge. If I if I told you I could give you a thousand dollars and you had to do this for a month, I think you could yeah, do it. I could do it. Like yeah, here's a thousand bucks for the first hour. Don't touch your fucking phone. Easy. I'll just stuff it away somewhere. Exactly. They yeah. can't do it. They literally feel like they're fucking dying. Yeah. So it's it's the wildest thing to me. I'm like, I almost thought that it was like a joke or a prank, but yeah. it's a li literal thing that younger people are doing because they're so addicted to their phones. Yeah. It's become a part of them. It's an extension of them. If they don't have this phone, they're pretty much fucked. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Better help mental health is mental wealth my friends and if you're working on your physical health you should be working on your mental health as well because i know that when i'm not right in the head everything else kind of falls apart so i start there first and it really helps with everything else in my life you know this time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on and listen Therapy has been a great tool in my life. Uh, 
and you know, just things just be getting heavy sometimes. And I just need somebody to talk to. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash genius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash genius. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good you could do whatever you want with this type of i mean they even have burger breads right so if you want to make a a fire ass burger they got like tortillas too for their if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as i do dude money it's so freaking good it's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if i'm gonna make a wrap or i'm gonna do any type of sandwich of any sort i'm gonna use hero bread because i get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite so genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S-1-0 at hero.co. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You know, Crazy. so like for me and my wife, when we go to the hot tub at night, we don't bring our phones. We just yeah. sit there. We fucking sweat to death and we we talk to each other. Yeah, and We yeah, have like yeah, an hour beautiful. conversation yeah. and that's what we try to do. Right. Yeah. But the moment of phones there, I'm going to be on my phone scrolling through bullshit, writing yeah, notes, yeah, yeah, writing yeah. bits and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you have infinity in your pocket, like, why would you want to give that up? Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I guess I can't really blame them. Right. Because it's why not if it's right there? You know what I did want to ask you about? And I did ask him before this podcast. And it, it, this is very important to me because there's so many things that are just kind of jumbled up in this topic. Right. When you first started as a rapper, did you start off as a, as a Christian rapper? I did. Okay. Why did you choose that route? 
at the time that was i was just very religious very passionate about it um you know in my own personal life so i figured that was the only way for me to express myself and i teamed up with sam ok and another guy chung and we made a christian rap group and actually we toured the whole world from like 2010 to 2016 so like wow. it, it like was a whole thing we actually at one point in 2013 14 um we were getting courted by labels in nashville like christian labels like you know laura daigle have you heard of her no she is like the christian adele oh like, really yeah like at the time she we were going to be like if we were to get signed we would have been like the same freshman class oh. you know yeah or or another have you heard of toby mac toby mac yeah like toby mac was like a big innovator you know at the time um like those labels were courting us and they're like we love your music it's so innovative at the time cuz we were mixing like rap um and like um melodic jazz mm -hmm. stuff you know like the kind of stuff you heard some of the amp stuff back in the day yeah. and ultimately they were like hey i don't think this could work out we just don't know how to market you yeah don't know how to market you <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know they didn't say it but they said it yeah, yeah yeah you know we're like oh writing's on the wall i see why can't you market us you know and they're yeah. like we just We don't know, you know, we love the music so much, but we don't make sense. So, you know, like uh I mean to answer the question like I I stayed in that Christian music world because that's all I knew, you know, as the years went on, but I realized for me like I actually don't I I removed myself from the Christian music and world and just wanted to do the general music market because I I just I wasn't making music for like religious Christian people anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. I if anything, like my mission back in the day was to like you know, as a young zealous Christian boy, I wanted to reach those who were not Christian or meet people who like wanted to have real conversations about life and religion and stuff like that. And I kind of was unable to find those people in the Christian music space. Mm. It was when I started doing like more general market stuff where I was at bars, random venues, you know, meeting people you know and connecting with them as humans that's when i started having real conversations cuz you know people would just be like yo you know you went through a lot of shit but like how can you stay like this blah blah, blah. that's like a very typical mm. conversation i'll be like oh, i don't know you know i i go to church and yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. I, i just like keep it real simple and they're like why you go to church and i'm like uh Cause I, cause I don't want to go to hell like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about yeah. that, huh? Hey, look, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah, you know. So I enjoy those conversations because I, I love having like personal, one-on-one, -on -one, real connection with humans. You know, that's what I always cared about, apart from music. Was it a hard switch to go from Christian music to regular? Because you know, this it, it is a man. different circle, dude. You're talking it is. about like, praise I've the Lord. I've lost a lot of fans along the way. I've lost a lot oh, of they're like, like heathen. Kind of. I mean, it, it's not like. Okay, the music I'm coming out now, they're going to really not like it. Like cuz I'm just like full on raw, authentic fucking your mom, fucking your dad. <laughs> not yeah, even, fucking bro. your grandma. Yeah, 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 yeah. all that yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tight, all dude. that, bro. Yeah. So it, I just get messages from people who are like your lyricism used to be so good, but then you start cursing and now it's not as good. And then you write to them what? Suck my dick. I just I actually I just say thank you very much for your opinion. Oh, you then you're very kind. Yeah. Dude, I once wrote to a, a fan and then he unsubscribed from me because he wrote something along the lines of he goes, "Oh, you used to be really funny, but all you do is make fun of people," which is what I've been doing for fucking ever. And yeah, then, you're a great roaster. And I, and I wrote back to him. I was like, "When you pee, you dab your dick with a napkin." And then he unfollowed me immediately. <laughs>
<laughs> that's what I do. Napkin has a lot of plies on them. Hey, I tell him, man. Soaks up a lot. Yeah, and so I just kept responding to people that way. But for every subscriber I lost, I gained like 100. <laughs> so I was oh, like, okay, okay. Well, because like also too, you know, I don't care. Yeah. I can't care. Yeah. I just have to, if I make fun of somebody or something, right? And by the way, I make fun of myself way more than I do other people. Right. You have to. Right. And I come from a world where making fun of you is healing yeah. because everybody can fucking get it. Right. It shows that everybody is fucking flawed and nobody's better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, and we do it to like a certain degree. Right. Certain people sure. can handle it. So we don't give them the too yeah, much. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you know, you create content and they're like, well, now you're hurting my feelings because the people you made fun of, I'm in that group. Hey, suck my dick from the back. But you know why I actually, damn, it's long enough for that. Yes. Hey, respect. Um, <laughs> boy capping um, <laughs> no but do you know why I, i'm actually grateful that i get emails like that and messages because at least people feel something what i realized what i noticed with the music that i was making up until this point there are a lot of people who rocked with me because of the message and i i'm so grateful for them and i still am a christian you know like yeah. my beliefs religious beliefs are still the same um but i started noticing that i like i didn't think my music at the core of it, it's utility. It should make you feel something. It is a mood altering drug. It should make you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, worse, it doesn't matter. Osmosis, if you feel depression, you, there's a whole bunch of things you need music to be. Create a mood, whatever. I felt like my music was starting to just be frictionless. Mm -mm -mm. And it was tied to like my past relationship and like, you know, I felt like I was losing myself you know deteriorating myself and and losing who i was and i i i started becoming this person that didn't want to offend anybody oh that's a tough place to be in yeah dude. people who do that always end up being the most miserable person ever and that's what i was yeah because like yeah. you're always being tugged by personal opinion all the time yeah. it's like i'm gonna do this oh but what if somebody says this yeah i know people like that right and those people are the ones that i fucking hate the most and the yeah. reason why is because those people are always the most dishonest people i've ever met in my fucking life you have no foundation to stand on yeah. everything you say do and feel is based on everybody else so what you say to me now will change tomorrow because somebody else said something yeah. and i hate people like that yeah i have a buddy of mine who my wife hates right <laughs> she fucking hates this guy and i understand yeah right he's no, he got no spine he's oh no no this is different oh he has a spine but she doesn't understand why i'm friends with him and i told her it's because of this this guy in my life has been this guy always rain or sunshine he's still the same person you gotta respect that you may not like everything that he says but i know what to expect out of him yeah. because he is always honest and I'll take honesty over everything because at least if you do something stupid, I can either say it to you or I can navigate around you because you're not switching sides. All How the do time. the honest stay alive in LA? You're going to get burned to the stake. That's what I've always been told. You just get blacklisted like me, dude. <laughs> and <then> yeah. You, <laughs> and then you just end up creating your own community. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. You don't yeah. need to like bow to everybody, right? You have yeah. your own community and your own community will support you and, and help you thrive in the, in the best way possible. I know for myself, I will never get to the heights that a lot of people think that I can be because there's mm. something that I have to take away from the things that I love in order to get to that point. And I'm not doing that yeah. i refuse like i said if this whole shit explodes right youtube disappears tomorrow i'll just go work a job yeah whatever who the yeah, fuck cares yeah, yeah, i yeah. literally don't fucking care yeah there are people who are so tied to like this image of who they are like this is who i am if i don't have this i'm nothing no because guess what i'm gonna die eventually yeah. you're gonna die i'm gonna die 100%. i let go of the idea of legacy a long time ago i used to be stuck on legacy so fucking hard what did legacy mean for you like 
for me, it meant that everything that I'm doing now, people will appreciate for years and years and years. And I'm going to put a stamp on this earth that people will never fucking forget. Guess what? That never happens for anybody. Anybody. You could say like, oh, well, people still talk about these people in history. Yeah, they do. They don't give a fuck about them, though. It doesn't really affect their lives. And like it's going to dissipate once like the their lifetime, like the lifetime of the people who care now. Yeah. Like it, it, it's going to slowly fade into the ether. Best thing I ever heard was like legacy is the dumbest thing on earth because the only people that get to appreciate it is everybody but you. When you die, you don't get to appreciate the legacy. Did you hear you what Kanye said about like sidewalks or whatever? Mm -hmm. He was like, he was like the person who created the sidewalk genius. I want to become like that because you don't know who it is, but everyone gets the benefit and you like created yeah. something that, that was like valuable. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's I mean, Kanye is one of my favorites. You know, I don't know how like, you feel about him, but I don't, I like I don't know anything. He makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he's wild. He's wild. Bush hates like black that. people. Yeah. Best thing he's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the funniest thing he's ever said, dude. This oh, was a stand-up comic, dude. Yeah. He's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure comedy. Yeah. But like, you know, that, that whole thing too, is just when I had that, that moment, it was very liberating, right? Mm. Because I kept on trying to do things that were too artsy, too whatever. I was like, why don't you just do things that you fucking enjoy, right? Yeah. And that's how I started this podcast. When I was doing this podcast, not everybody was doing podcasts. It was right. very, not that many people. Yeah. And I lost like a million subscribers. Like people left. On YouTube? Yeah. Oh. They just like, I don't, I'm not here for this stuff. You were here. I was like, cool, but I can't dictate what I do in life based on what you want from me. Yeah. And I'll be miserable. Yeah, for sure. I'll be so fucking miserable. And now yeah. I love podcasting. It's like yeah. the best thing I've ever done because I get to sit here and just talk shit with people that normally don't get to see. Yeah. You know, when I was out making these like vlog contents or whatever it required a lot of money a lot of production mm. and it just got tiring and boring at the same time and i yeah. just didn't fucking care about it yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. for me to be able to shift things and do the things that the way i want like i said if i live and die by what everybody else says nothing is going to get done dude and i'm just i'm the one that's losing yeah while ever, so it's like these people who told you that this is where you were supposed to be do you think they're going to be fans for, for you forever they probably nah. won't no, right no, there no, are no. fans that i have that are long time fans but i think yeah. they also appreciate that i just do what i want to do mm -hmm. they didn't they weren't there for the oh because of these videos they're there oh i like him yeah and i'm just gonna watch his journey all the way yeah, yeah, yeah. so Go i for focus the on the ten thousand instead of the million now mm -hmm. and it, and it's probably one of the best things i've ever done like it yeah. feels amazing you know what i'm saying yeah damn it's beautiful yeah inspirational i mean, I mean for you right uh the other thing i want to tie this into like you went from a christian rapper to this and especially like growing up in like a traditional christian family i mean you recently went through a divorce right yeah and like how does that affect you how did that affect your music how did that affect your personal relationship with your parents like the religion thing because it's such yeah, a yeah. package thing well my parents aren't actually i didn't grow up christian so oh. yeah 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 so i uh, re uh religion was something i discovered like in high school really yeah so was my parents huh was it a girl no i wish oh uh, usually it is no no because um when i think just the way i was created i i in middle school i was like what's the purpose of my life why do i exist in uh, middle school yeah yeah in middle school that's why my parents you know they joke they're like oh he's the emotional one because i was always like What's the purpose of all this, you know? Dude, uh, dude, my kid's an alien. That's what I would think, dude. If my kid came up to me at the age of 11 going, what's his life? I'm like, dude, I'm gonna have to kill this kid. Yeah, no, <laughs> this kid's a I'm serious. Demon. Like, I, I, it was like in middle school when I was like, so life, the way it's described to me is I, I'm born, I go to school, I get a job, get a house, get old, die. Like I kind of saw it that way and I was like, that's kind of a bleak existence. There has to be more. So like for me, I wanted to find more meaning in my life as a middle school kid. So that's why for me, like what I mentioned earlier, like the hip hop community allowed me to like get a different vantage point on what life could be, 
you know, mm-hmm. and maybe I could find myself in that. And I did, you know, and from there, you know, like hip hop as a community and music and all that, like, you know, it, it did its thing and inspired me and allowed me to learn more about myself, you know, but like, it wasn't enough. Like for me, like religion helped me to like ground myself and, and find a pathway for like an elevated um, yeah, yeah, existence yeah, yeah. Or, or transcendence, you know, it gave me a path to that, you know, why, why Christianity? For me, I was introduced. To, I I was invited to a a uh, a church in uh, high high school in ninth grade. Okay, and I started going at first. This was the and I grew up in like a black and Latino neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was my first foray into like a Asian and Asian American community, you know. So first of all, it was just like a community center of like, you know. And when Asian. you just walked in, you were like, dude, look at all this ass. Yeah. Yeah. My kind of. God, I was like, God damn. is real. I was like, look at all these girls, <laughs> man. And you just fucking just buried yeah. your face in their shit. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> thousand percent, man. Yeah. And there were like older dudes who were like, like young types, you know, yeah. like people I could aspire to be, you know, like it was just like a whole big experience. So that just kept me there. And then as I like learned more about the uh, like teachings of uh, Jesus, I was like, man, this is, this is solid to me. And I, um, it, once I got into college, I, I studied other religions too. And for me at the time, you know, my studies kind of, I just felt like uh, it that's was kind of like, lacking a, for me. I've never had an experience like that because I was born into the the religion, right? Because my father's a pastor right, and the right, whole community right. is Christian. So I've yeah. never fell into a religion after not believing anything. Yeah. So it must be like a weird enlightening experience to feel that. Yeah. Right? Were you, well, question for you being like a pastor's kid, like, um, did going to church ever feel like a chore? Oh, were you like like doing the dishes? It's like similar, you know, or like mowing the lawn. You kind of go through these motions, right? It's like, you don't go there because of God. You go there because you've just been going there your whole fucking life. And so when you, it's routine, you know, it's like, what's Sunday for? Sunday's for church. You go to church, you walk and Sunday, like they would make food after church was over. They have, you get the plate, they look at you, they see how fat you are. They double up your plate. You go down you eat that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you praise the Lord. And yeah. then I would pretend to praise God because yeah. I just didn't care for it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then later on, as I got older, now religion is a choice. Yeah. You don't have the routine. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, oh, if you want to go to church, you go to church. Yeah, choose. Yeah. If you want to say you love God, believe <clears throat> God, then that's a choice, right? Yeah. And Stand for, on it. for the longest time, I just didn't care. Right. And even now I'm what you call the lukewarm Christian, right? It's the, it's the, it's the threat that they would always say in church. Yeah. Lukewarm. Yeah. You lukewarm. It's a lukewarm Christian. They always say that shit to me. Right. They're like, lukewarm. I'm like, yes, I am. Right. Yeah. But now for me, like what I figured out, what I didn't like about church was simply just sitting. I hate sitting. The Socratic method only goes so far. <laughs> I just sit there. I would itch. Now it's like, if I listen to a sermon, I just, I just, I don't go to church. Well, I do go to church every now and then just because I like being around nice people. Yeah. You know, they just make you feel better. Yeah. And then they come up, they go, good morning. I'm like, Hey, good fucking morning to you, bitch. And you fucking shake their hand. Praise the Lord. They slap them in the ass and you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, you're kicked yeah. out of the church. Yeah. But then I, I would, I go there for that little recharge, but most of the time I'll listen to a sermon in my, in my earbuds yeah. and walk. Cause I pay attention better. Yeah. When I'm sitting, I can't pay attention. I don't know what they're saying. It's hard, bro. Honestly, like I talk about it with some friends, like church will be a, different experience if it was like a block party or like a picnic or something more engaging because you like i say this because i there was a church i went to and for a long time like i I saw people all the time and we make time on sundays to be there yeah i realized in the the years i went i never knew anything about this dude turns out he was like a really cool guy never got to know that much about him but i thought that was like an atrocity like i always saw him every sunday 
and we never made time because like especially in like the western american church people just go in and out you know you just do your little information download and that's it there's yeah. no actual like there's little community building except in like immigrant churches they're really good at that because yeah, they're, they're loitering little, they're a little too noisy though dude these motherfuckers know everything about you that's true they fucking all up in your fucking business i mean there's so many isn't that community parts. though isn't that like being involved you know like yeah, but sometimes they just need to shut the fuck up. Like I, I cause I grew up in it. My dad was a pastor and stuff and I was, right. I was a youth minister for a bit too. And they just all up in your shit all the time, dude. And I hated that <laughs> yeah, shit. They're true. like, and they would, the thing, and look, I always paint a bad picture of Christianity. I'm only talking about the bad stories cause they're the most entertaining. The good, <laughs> like the good stories is boring as shit, dude. Right. The bad stories are the best. Yeah. So like they, they would always, spicier. yeah, they would always do this shit too. Like in, in it's universal across all Korean churches too, maybe Asian Americans or even other churches. But they would always use God and they would weaponize him to get free shit out of you. And I hated that. Oh. So it's like, it, let's say there was like something, let's say I am a painter, right? I paint homes. And they go, oh, can you paint the church? I'm like, yeah, well, we'll work on the price. They go, no, do it for free. It's like, why? It's like, because oh, this God. is for God. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, but I got bills to pay, ho. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. are you talking about? That's backwards. What the fuck are you saying, dude? Mm. I ain't Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm one of his followers. Yeah, pay me, yeah, ho. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you can't even ask for it. And they make you feel like a bad Christian, yeah. right? And this is where sometimes that hardcore community becomes too harsh because mm -hmm. creepy people like the gossip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, oh, did you hear? David doesn't want to paint for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's not painting for Jesus Christ. He's yeah. only, he only paints for himself. Yeah. That's a, that's a sin. Sinner. That's an evil right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the inside of the heart. So that's the <laughs> number one death right there. You know, and then they would tell that person and somebody else would come back. And then this other old Korean lady would come up to me. You don't want to paint the poor Jesus? <laughs> right? I was looking at her. Bitch, why don't you paint for fucking Jesus? Yeah. You got fucking two wrists and hands. Yeah. The hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there, there would just be this thing that would happen. And this is where sometimes the community gets too harsh. Right? Mm. I'm not saying that's how it always is, but for a lot of Korean people that went to Korean churches, they dealt with this shit all the time. That is a common and I fucking hated it. I hated it so much. So for me, going into a church, listening to a sermon, getting the good word, absorbing that shit, yeah. doing my good mornings, ba ba ba, what's going on? Ba 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 ba. Here's a couple of bucks. Yeah. God bless you. Walk out. I feel great. Yeah. Right. The moment they start seeping into my personal life, where I go like, "Ooh, I, I got like little PTSD." Mm. You know. So my yeah, especially from your like mm -hmm. with your background, I totally understand. That's why for me too, like when I was asking you about the whole like divorce thing too, mm. dude. When a Korean church gets a whiff of a divorce, oh, bro, sinner. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. A an unfortunate thing about that is like I haven't gotten too much of it, but you know, like if people don't have any context about who you are. If they know you're divorced, they're like, oh, it's probably your fault. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know if it's a Korean church thing. It's just maybe just like an American culture thing. Yeah. But that's, that's like a little bit of pressure and like, you know, a little thing that I felt, you know, post-divorce. Like I've, I've definitely, you know, with my wife too, we've had our situation. So where we talked about on the podcast where we had this moment where I was going to leave her, right? Yeah. For you what gets to that point of you pulling that trigger, right? Because I don't know what that's like. And yeah. I, I, I've been almost to that point, but then mm -hmm. we reconciled our differences and we got better from it. So for you, what was that thing? So, I mean, honestly, like it wasn't my choice per se. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't, that was not my solution that I wanted. I was strong armed into it. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately I had to agree. So I am playing a part, but that was not my way to resolve our issues, you know, yeah, like yeah. a big thing for us, like, you know, I'm, it's, it's interesting. We talked about like religious beliefs. Cause that was kind of a big reason why, like for her, like she was kind of out, I, I would describe it like this at the beginning of our marriage, like the essence of who she was, 
you know, wanted Christian things, Christian marriage, you know, married a Christian boy. And at the end of, you know, near the end of the marriage, her essence changed. You know, she realized mm -hmm. she was no longer had held the same religious beliefs, um, you know, and didn't believe in marriage and, and nothing was the same. Everything is being rewired in her. You know, she's like trying to figure things out. And um, but she was married legally binded to this, you know, religious Christian boy. So she felt suffocated and trapped. So the only way for her to like breathe and, and get to the surface was, you know, to like go our separate ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? So that's. You know, like for me, my choice would not have been divorce. It would have been like, hey, let's do more couples therapy or like figure it out. Let's work on it. You know, like I'm I'm here to the end. Um, and I realize like it's it's a choice, uh, you know, with you, you and your wife, like it's a choice every day. It's like, am yeah. I going to choose to work on it? You know, or you could choose not to. I, I will say this, though, you know, in my opinion, other people might disagree. It's like religious differences aren't reconcilable because it's not just this thing that you have on the side it's your it's your moral compass it's how you live and die by right yeah. so you know these households that it has worked mm -hmm. right but there's always that little disconnect and i've seen it in their parents all the time yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not ideal i would have not preferred it yeah and then also yeah. too you know having kids too it's like you want to instill these similar values into your children but then you yeah. have two different entities that are are vie for two different ideals mm -hmm. you know so it Correct. makes it very very difficult i'm not saying it's not possible but I've haven't seen it work out as well as other people think it does. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. It's difficult. So when yeah. I always hear, put, tell people with religion, it's like, you know, have your religious stuff however you want, right? But consistency is always going to be important. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it for me, anyways, right? Because my my thing is too when people go and they do terrible, evil things, mm. you know, and they go, and the next thing you see this Bible verse on their fucking profile, it's like you don't have to put go. that Bible verse on yeah. there, dude. You don't have to, right? Like for you, you might put it up there because you're used for the public perception of you're a better person, sure. you know, in your community. But, you know, if God is an all-knowing being, he knows that you're the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. And when you go up to those pearly gates, God's going to whip his dick out and push that chest piece <laughs> all the way in front of your face. Like, and it's going to oh be a God. fucking queen with a finger out like yep. this. Then you're going to go straight to hell. Yep. Yep. If that's really your religion, if you think that this omnipotent being knows you in and out, he knows your heart and it's pure evil, what, what the rest of the world thinks about you doesn't fucking matter it's because true. God knows all. Yeah. So that's why sometimes when I see these girls, right? They're spreading, oh, traps with, spread like a Bible with their fucking butthole, just like that, which look, me no complain. All right. <laughs> me like you, me see. <laughs> the delegation approves. You know what I'm saying? I got those hard R eyes. Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for those who are new listening, that is not the N word hard R. It's <laughs> something way nicer. It's, it's retard. Oh. So, <laughs> I know I shouldn't say the word. I only found this out like five years ago that it was offensive. Really? Yeah, I actually didn't know. No way. Well, it's because like you're around comedians all the time, so you don't. Oh, you're not, you're yeah, so dis yeah. like unattached from like society. Yeah. So you gotta say disabled now. Yeah. So when I said no, well, I said uh, letard. I'll say it in a, in French. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I said letard, and then somebody in the comments like, "Hey, that's super disrespectful. That's very like not PC." I was like, "Oh, I thought that was the PC word." Uh, right so i was like what's what's the so i switched it up right yeah and i said mentally challenged and they're like dude <laughs> you can't say mentally challenged i'm like then what the fuck is it yeah and so i just kept fucking up so the 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 fucking goalpost kept moving yeah so it's not mentally challenged anymore it's it's uh, it's like learning disability or something oh really or something else like somebody uh, could write it in the comments but yeah 
I didn't, I didn't know that, but now on the internet, people are joking more about things. So mm. it's becoming a little more like, it's it's a joke, relax. Yeah. I'm not saying I use it frequently. I'm trying yeah. to be funny on this podcast. Yeah, 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 for you sure. know what I'm saying? But listen, it's still kind of a funny word to me. Yeah, it is. I grew up in a different time. Dude, me too. Yo, speaking of like uh, language, I mean, I was hanging out with these like middle school kids mm -hmm. and I thought they would just be like the most PC police type kids. No, they're not. No, they're just like, <laughs> You're gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I mean, that's funny, but I I thought you would like police me, you know? Like, this is what I'm saying. It's so it's the pendulum swing, bro. It's the pendulum swing. Totally. Because we're tired of like the liberal stream girls, you know, yeah. who are like talking about nothing. Yeah. You I'm know what I'm talking about? Them, she, her, yeah. and I'm a person. Ah! Yeah, exactly, bro. That's my favorite. Dude, it's it's such a joke. It's so Sometimes I want to come up to that girl, just give her a hug. It's like, hey, man, you're good, dude. I know. Like, yeah, you're, you're yeah. fine. Honestly, you know what she mean? does need a hug. Yeah, like, don't, you're okay. You're good. You're yeah. like, nobody cares about you that much, you yeah, fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. relax. I, I, when I see that, and this is not just that, I'm not talking about that as a topic per se, but anybody who feels like they have to behave like that to yeah. gain attention and feel important, mm -hmm. there's something else with you. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you need a fucking hug, man. Like the, the thing is that people don't realize nobody gives a fuck about you. Literally nobody cares about you. They care about you in the moment because you're a topic to talk about. But after that, nobody gives a fuck. They literally could give a fuck. Logan Paul recorded a dead Japanese man in a, in a fucking forest Bro. and he has a billion dollar company now and nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. Everybody is a moral derelict, dude. And you guys always pretend that you're better and mm -hmm. you're not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just keep it a fucking buck. When I was yeah. in Hawaii, dude, there was these two young Hawaiian girls calling each other the F word, dude, the hard F. <laughs> Dude, and I was shocked because they were younger. You know what I'm saying? Wait, what's the hard F? Huh? Huh? You don't know the hard F? Hey, Pete, say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Just tell me later. Wait, what? It, so it sounds like M forgot, but- Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the hard F. Oh, shit. To each other? To each other as a joking. They're joking around. <laughs> and I was shocked. Oh, I'm like, whoa, God. dude, this is like when I was a kid. Ew. Yeah. Oh, oh, see, it's not even in my lexicon anymore. I was like, what word are you talking about, fucker? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh. It's, it's it's some different shit. It's a hard F and a hard R. Yeah, know? it's like, a hard F, left hard, and yeah. forgot. Yeah, I see. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh my so God. they're throwing these words around in jest. They're not actually hurting people. Yeah, they're yeah, not trying sure, to hurt. Sure. They're just you know it's joking like with irony. friends. Yeah. But these kids, too, they'll do this, but online, they'll shit on somebody else for saying it. That's so crazy. Yeah I, yeah, I know for a fact. I know that's what they're doing because they're scared of public perception. Yeah. But once people just start being honest with their shittiness, yeah. it'll all sort itself out. For sure. Right? A hundred percent. I don't defend any of this type of stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying that this is how I grew up, yeah. right? I don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back in the day- We're grown now. Yeah, we used to just- Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wore pink? What's up, F word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you like penis. <laughs> yep. And then, haha, -ha, we would laugh and then we go to a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life was great because in Sacramento, the gay bars were the best. Yeah. They had the cheapest drinks and the bartenders were the shit. Nice. And they knew. They knew mm. what's up. They yeah. would call me the F word yeah. all the time. Great. And then we would fuck. Nice. <laughs> I love that. But when I, you know, for you, like, like, it's always interesting to watch somebody who, like, went through a divorce and see what the aftermath is, right? Because I know for you, yeah. it was it was hard, right? Because yeah. you had this perception of what your marriage was supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. And it didn't turn out that way. Do you see it now as something that was supposed to happen that was better for you? Or do you wish you could have changed something? Uh, well, I mean, it happened a year ago. So it's been a long year of just like yeah, yeah. self-discovery and self-discovery, healing, you know, just like gaining my confidence back, you know, all that. Uh, I think 
Why did it wreck your confidence? Well, a, a big thing like during the marriage, like I needed her to support me. And in her own words, she said, I was a terrible supporter, you know, like after everything was done. And cause I just needed her to be like my, in my corner, cheering oh, me on, for sure, sure. Why? you know, but you know, if I had a show or something, I really, I told her, be like, Hey, I, I would love for you to be here. I really need you there. It would be really nice. Please be there. And you know, eight times out of 10, she wouldn't, you know, for whatever reason. She just know? didn't believe in you or. I, I think it was just, she was going through her own shit, you know, but it's like, she, maybe it was hard for her to believe. Maybe she was just like, didn't expect the lifestyle to be like this. Maybe it wasn't what she expected. She just didn't like the fact that I, I don't know. I was also like, you know, as an artist, you have a lot of insecurities. You have a lot of things you're not sure of. You yeah, know? for sure. Especially in the music industry. And for her, you know, I'm sure it was, maybe it was unattractive. You know, mm. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, man, maybe I became this like very unattractive person because I was so lost in the sauce. Maybe because, I, you know, it was like I wasn't sure what was going on in my own career. And then I'm not getting the kind of support, you know, that I would have hoped from my my spouse, you know, and it's like this, like it, it creates this like whole uh cycle yeah negative cycle negative cycle like you're where, not getting support anywhere you're not yeah and then the, i become like less of a you know man maybe i'm losing some of my masculine edge you know maybe i i think about it sometimes because i'm like man like i stopped you know like being sure of myself making decisions you know i was just so unsure of everything you know and it wasn't just the music it was like what's happening in the marriage i'm losing myself and i you know i'm scared if i'll offend somebody you know like it just became i became a shell of myself you know yeah, and yeah, i yeah. Do I hate that it happened? Yes, but I think I, I'm on a journey right now to, you know, love myself better um, and love how I'm, how I'm made. Sounds corny, but that's really what it is. I mean, what it does, I'll tell you this, man. It doesn't sound corny, man. It sounds gay. That's right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, that, that was, those are the good days. Good old days. Those are the good old bad days, man. Uh, yeah, bigotry. But, you know, for you... <laughs> Like the, the, I mean, I would say from my perspective, I always look at things as not like, oh, this was supposed to happen for a reason. It's, I think it's better for you. I think so. I think it's a thousand percent. I feel like the person you see now, I I like this version better. Yeah. You seem a little more open. You seem a little more honest and a little more carefree. You know, you used to like tiptoe around words a lot, right? It was probably the most frustrating thing about you is like, you just, you're tiptoey. You're Mr. Tiptoe guy. And now you're a little more open and honest, but you still have your wits about you. You're still really kind. So I think that makes it all so easier for people to connect with you as a person, you know, for your parents growing up that you told me like they didn't really emote. Well, the problem with people who don't emote, you also don't get to connect with people. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. thousand percent. When you show your emotions, whether it's flaws or good things or bad things, that is like the key to connecting with somebody. And sometimes people don't understand that. Like they'll say, I'm a good person, right? I don't fuck you, I don't fuck you over, blah, 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 whatever, whatnot. How come we're not that close? Because I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know what's good about you. I don't know what's bad about you. You just mm. exist. Yeah. And most people don't want somebody around who just exists because I could just yeah. sit here and talk to this fucking plant behind me. Yeah. You know? It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you talk to somebody, let's say I've known you for years, right? Yeah. But I only tell you everything about myself, how I feel, what I'm thinking about, but you don't give me any of that back. Yeah. You, in your mind, not for you personally, but in your mind, you might think, oh, I'm a good person because I, I listen to everything. How come we're not close? Mm. Well, it's because I don't really think about you. There's no pathway for connection. Yeah. When you're, when you're not able to this, express those. Constantly yeah. going this way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, so for you, like this is probably 
not even probably, I say it was probably the best thing that could happen for you because I think like it shows in your music, it shows what you're doing, it yeah. shows what all this other stuff that you thought that you probably wanted to do that you couldn't do because you had this dedication to this old person who you were. Yeah, right. That's exactly it, bro. <laughs> so, it's so poignant. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I'm, I'm this guy. This is who James is. This is mm -hmm. who James is. I want this, but then if this is James here, he can't have this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But. I'm not saying you could have your cake and eat it too, but there are things in this world that are inherently that you, I feel like there's like a checklist of things that you have to do. Yeah. And if you don't do it on your deathbed and you go back and you say, I wish I would have done this, mm -hmm. that is going to be the worst thought you have before you die. Yeah, for sure. And I could have done this, but instead I chose to do this. Yeah. And I just never, ever want to feel like that. And I think for you, you're kind of at that point. Yeah, man. Like all the songs that I'm, I, I wrote after the divorce, I have like a whole album full, you know, and I'm going to release them throughout like this year and next it's like the most raw, honest I've ever been. And I've shown so many of my friends, I'll show it to you later too. Like the the common feedback I'm getting is, oh, this feels like the James that I know in yeah. real life. And you're yeah. just merging the two yeah. to like, res you know, and, and now it resonates within me because it's very honest. Yeah, like you're just an extension of yourself, right? Yeah. And that's what people want to feel. It may not yeah. be the full version of you, but if it comes from an honest place, people will always feel that stuff. They yeah. always feel it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think like you, that's the, the route that you should go to. Um, I mean, if anything else, before we sign off on this podcast for you, uh, what was the inspiration behind uh, Bon Appetit? Because before this before this podcast, I'm going to have yeah. you plug this. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. the front of the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the inspiration behind Bon Appetit? Yeah, so Bon Appetit and Loverboy, those are the two singles that um, I came out with first from the album. Um, I just wanted to make a song where I wanted to like perform on a big stage. Like I wanted one of those like opener set songs where I could just like come out and rage. So I just wanted to create something like that. And I just had all this like anger within me, you know, like not only from the divorce, but also like just my frustrations that I had being uh you know who i am in atlanta my frustrations with music and the industry and entertainment at large there were just a lot of things within me that i was like man shit's fucked yeah and i just wanted to get it out put it on wax and and just express myself in a new way you know because i mean that's not even the most cursing per capita i, I have you know <laughs> but yeah. you know I, it, language is so interesting in that way because for me like i didn't grow up with these like restrictions on language you know mm -hmm. for me it's just like a one pathway of expression yeah you know so i'm like okay well this is how i feel and this is true you know it's it's it just is there's nothing when you say fuck, it just there's a certain thing that resonates you know oh, like people know they listen i sometimes I listen to my own podcast i'm like yeah. dude you you curse a lot man <laughs> Like, dude, relax, David. What the fuck? But I yeah. just, I love it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I fuck. I f it's a nice little zinger. Yeah, I get it. it, man. It's, you know, even with the cursing, like, have you seen this, like, YouTube video where uh, I think people were in, like, an ice bath and a control group was, like, one, one group had to sit and they weren't allowed to, like, say anything or no curse words. I think they just had to sit there and they timed them and then they timed the group where they could curse and speak and do all these things. Which group like stayed in the ice water longer? It was the one that was cursing. A hundred percent, dude. Sometimes the devil inside you helps. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, I mean, it might be temporary, but yeah. sometimes it helps, dude. Yeah. I, I used to get in trouble so much for cursing, and I just told I just told people straight up, like, listen, dude, 
It's either I curse or I sock you in the fucking mouth. Yeah. You got to give me one or one or the other. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I need a, I need an outlet. Like yeah. I need to express myself For in sure. a certain way. And my mom was funny too. Cause she never cursed in English, but dude, she cursed in Korean like a motherfucker. but she would hear me curse in English. Yeah. Like I remember we were going, so I was going to the store. I, I had to, I had to run my parents' business on the, on the weekends as a kid with them. And we were opening the door and the door opened and it slammed on my fingers. And I Oof. said, shit. And then my mom only heard the curse word, but she didn't know why I said it. Yeah. But so she immediately started whooping my ass. Oh my Right? God. She was like, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Just scream shit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden unloaded like a fucking 14 piece combo on me. Ooh. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I smashed my fingers and I'm getting my ass beat. Oh my God. So afterwards I asked her and I asked my mom recently why she did that. I was like, why did you beat me up that night? She goes, I thought you were cursing at me because you got, you were mad that you had to come work with me. What? Like, oh my God. This woman has zero impulse control dude yo so she just unloaded on my ass because she thought i was cursing at her <laughs> i was like that's why you beat the shit out of me oh my I, goodness I for a long time i didn't understand why that happened i was like yeah. what the fuck like i got my and you know when you're a kid i was like dude life sucks yeah, <laughs> you know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then at the time i couldn't speak korean Damn. so i didn't even know how to communicate it to her so I was like, I don't even know how to say this. Yeah. So, cause my Korean was so bad. Yeah. And the only reason why I learned Korean later in life was so I could curse my parents out. So it was the You're best. a menace. <laughs> I love it. I, every day I would watch Korean TV shows and I would just like study all the time, go out to K-Town <laughs> at restaurants only speaking Korean. And then after a year- Perfect or, the craft. Like a year or so, yeah. I was talking to my mom on the phone. And this is when I just started talking to her on the phone. She was like, when did you learn how to speak Korean? I was like, I got a few things I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went in, dude. I went in on her. I went in on her and my dad. And then they were just like, they, because they used to always say this phrase that used to piss me off. It was, you don't know what I'm saying because I'm saying it in Korean. And it's like, oh, okay. I do know. Now you know. You know? And then I just started going off on them. And they're just like, holy shit. I don't even think they registered that I was going off on them because they were so surprised I could speak Korean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were proud but angry at the same time. Yeah, so it was it was one of those things that was very good for us, right? Mm -hmm. And those like those, you know, for you, these weird like traumatic moments help yeah. for growth. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention, like the reason why I created like the music videos and the songs for Bon Appetit and Loverboy was because I, I felt like after the the divorce, I it was like the end of an era, like for me of like not only like not giving a fuck, but it's just loving how I'm built and who I am. You know, I felt like I've spent so many years just trying to be that people pleaser. You know, mm -hmm. I, I call myself an ex people pleaser because yeah. I, I just wanted to please everybody. You know, my former spouse, you know, people in the industry, religious Christians, you know, all these type of people, my former audience. And I wasn't asking myself, you know, like, what is it that I like? You know, so yeah. it kind of marks the start of just me creating stuff that I like. And if people don't like it, you know, that's too bad. You know, yeah, and yeah, even yeah. the videos that I invested all the money into, it makes no sense. There's no, the return on investment, ROI is going to be trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, kind of like what you did, you know, you were mentioning about like secret society. I, I'm doing it for myself. I spent thousands. I spent 15K each video, 15K plus, you know, that's a lot for me, you know. No, that's a lot for anybody, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I saved up, right now. I saved up my money and I worked with people that I've been wanting to work with and just created the best of my ability. And, and I love it. I'm excited for the videos to come out. And like, I just did it for myself as like a, like a hard reset, you know, yeah. just to have it for like the art value is that I, I created it and I like it. 
That's yeah, it. and that's very important too. And you know, you don't know what the general return is going to be. Obviously, like monetarily, it probably won't work out, right? Yeah. And how it always is for any new artist, yeah, right. But at the end of the day, for you, if it, if it fulfills the need for you as an artist, then it's gonna, it's gonna, it's, fr- it's gonna be very forgivorous, is yeah. the word, right? Damn, yeah. I use forgivorous. Yeah. That's a tight word, hey, man. man. I'm fucking in college, baby. Even yeah. though I dropped out, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I had to tell you, it's, you know, that that in turn will grow into something else, right? Because as an artist, yeah. you kind of need to feed that side. Mm-hmm. If you don't feed that side, then it goes dead. Yeah, um, I say for you, you know, before we ever sign off, if my biggest advice for you, I think like your thing that you're going to need to do the most for anybody who's really putting their effort in is that you got to promote yourself like there's no fucking tomorrow. That is mm. the hardest thing for most artists to do because they feel corny. Yeah. They feel like they're begging. They Why feel you know corny. Me so well. Because yeah. <laughs> I know the artist type. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to promote yourself like you are the best in the world. And I say this, this is the advice from the hard art side, Right. I'm you listening. Ha- you got to go. You got to go hard, R, dude. I want to see that, like Team Rocket from Pokemon. Okay, okay. okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Let me show you more white, <laughs> white in my eyes. Yeah. You yeah. need to go full blast and promote your stuff like it's something that everybody's supposed to listen to. If you don't do that, nobody's going to do it for you. It's true, right? And think about it like this. And I always tell young people who always ask this: What if only a thousand people watch it? That was a thousand people that weren't watching it before. That no. thousand will become a thousand and one, a thousand and two, thousand and three. If That's your product good. is good. Right, it's going to speak for itself. Cream always rises to the top. Yeah, I've seen it time and time again. But if you're not promoting yourself and doing it like you're a rock star now, before you become a rock star, yeah, nothing's going to happen. Mm. It won't. Yeah, because you're like I said, you're a reflection of your art. If yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. show that, people aren't going to believe it. Yeah, if you're not posting photos and posting videos like you've already made it, then you're pretty much done already. Yeah, people want to see that. They want to see the life that they also want to live in you. So you're going to have to go fucking. I've changed hell. that a little bit. Like even, even the, you know, like. I know, dude, like, you look like a sketchbook now. Look at all these tattoos. I know, bro. Like I just acknowledged, I think like, especially after the divorce, I was like, damn, I didn't work on image. I didn't put as much emphasis on image as I should have, you know, or like this perception of like, you know, I don't know, man, just creating some sort of persona or like having some level of success or excitement about my own life and stuff. You know, I, uh. I resonate with that and like that helps. I, that's, that's why I, you know, care about fashion. I love it, but I'm putting extra effort. Like I've been on my CrossFit journey, you know, making sure I look, I'm a hard body. Yeah. 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 Know? Yeah. Making sure I work on everything. And that's that single know? life too, man. Yeah. That's you, you got to be presentable, dude. Yeah. At all times. At all times, man. That's, I know. Single life is rough, man. Like I, I, I only say you this. Be- peacock your feathers up dude, all the time. It's just, I'm so glad I'm married now. Cause I just literally don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm not saying that when, you know, a set of cakes walk by, I'm going to, I'm not going to walk into the yeah. bakery. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, looking, yeah. but I'm window shopping yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm only window shopping. Only window shopping. I'm like, damn, look at that ass. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm still a man. Yeah. But I don't have this pressure of like feeling like at any moment, like the baddest bitch could walk by or my opportunity could walk by and I got to present myself the best. It's right? tiresome, bro. The four, I don't know if, yeah, like married into, yeah, going into the dating world, like having been monogamous five years and this was like before dating apps were really a thing it's a strange world out there for me oh it is least, very you know because i know how to love a woman i know how to, you know like i i know how to do all that and then i see how people are dating and 
roster dating and shit like that i'm like what does that mean i, do, I don't know? i don't even See, know this is lingo we don't even know i didn't know about it until you know like this past year where people are like describing these ways you know and they're like terms of like talking stage and date i was like isn't it just dating well that's because those guys are what? fucking losers that's why <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> like, yeah. like the person that overthinks those situations are usually the ones that aren't really getting anybody right yeah yeah like, yeah, most yeah, people yeah. want to feel comfortable they want to feel like they could be themselves yeah. and like if you have to put on a show it's going to be exhausting man Fuck all that shit, dude. Go out there, talk shit, get rejected a million times, and yeah. feel that fresh puss, dude. Yeah. yeah fresh, yeah, brand yeah. new puss. Hey, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what that's like, yeah, but yeah, I bet yeah. you it's fantastic, man. It's, yo, no, we don't kiss and tell out here. Oh, right? that's you know? right, dude. Hey, that's his Christian side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but God knows. God knows about that fresh pussy. I understand. Praise the Lord. He oh made it. He knows God. what's up. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. What, what are we at, time wise? Wow, that went by uh, fucking fast. Wow, that uh, went fast. <laughs> well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. All your socials, all the stuff that you want to promote, say it now. All right, so follow me on all socials, Uzuhan Music. I got a new music video coming out for Loverboy, and go check out Bon Appetit. It's a, it's a great music video, specifically for Loverboy. How I say it is, it's the antidote to the red pill. And if you watch it, you'll know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So go check it out. Right now, I want you to do that promo like you fucking care, okay? That oh. shit was low level as shit. Okay, all right. Put some shit. energy in that shit. All God right, damn it. Right, I know it your parents didn't show you emotion. Okay. But we're going to redo that, and I'm going to keep this shitty take in. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Promote okay. yourself one more. Okay, okay, I'll do it again. Okay, okay, okay. So follow me on all socials, Uzuhan Music. I got two music videos out, Loverboy and uh, Bon Appetit. Loverboy, I'm really excited for it because it's like the, the antidote to the red pill. Go watch it. You'll see what I mean. I hope you enjoy the videos. You don't hope you're going to enjoy that shit. It's probably oh. the best shit that you've ever heard in your life. Listen, I love this guy's music. It's fantastic. I was listening to it on the way here. It's gotten progressively better over time. I've seen your, your albums get better and better and better in terms of vision, sound, and vibe. It's getting there. It's going this way. So keep going. Watch his shit. And if you miss it out now, then you weren't there from the beginning. So go right. fuck yourself. Genius Brain every Sunday at 12 p.m. Also, Secret Society, S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. Check it out. Fall Line is out. Also, if you want to go on the Junbi hype, you know Junbi is franchising everywhere, baby. And all of our franchisees are mucho happy. So uh, if you want to be a part of the family, check, come check us out. Go check out the Junbi leads. Go to Junbi, uh, JunbiShop.com and you can get franchising information there. If you want to be a part of the family if you want to be cool then yeah do it so see y'all next time bye i don't care bye <laughs> angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it. it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire-ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their if – you, if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do. Dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like – if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S-1-0 at Hero. .co. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.